Welcome to the Spiritual Father Podcast. I am Father Adam Carrico, and this homily was recorded on January 13th for the Baptism of the Lord, 11 a.m. Mass at St. Boniface Catholic Church, Louisville, Kentucky. The readings can be found at usccb.org forward slash Bible forward slash readings. There you will also find links to listen to the readings and watch video reflections on the readings. I encourage you to check those out. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. We have many expectations in life. They are impossible to avoid, uh, but the thing about expectations is that if they are held within, if they are not conveyed, then they're more likely to be unfulfilled. We see this in marriage all the time. I go in with a certain uh, kind of expectation on how your life will be and what it will look like. And without kind of opening yourself up to that, the vulnerability of, of actually expressing what your hopes are, what your desires are, those expectations uh, will more than likely not be fulfilled. And so we, we have expectations in our lives. They are, are, are unavoidable, uh, but they're also a little bit dangerous as well, especially if we refuse uh, to communicate them. We uh, run across the disciples, the Israelites, who uh, have come to John the Baptist, wondering in their hearts, is this the Christ? We are told that they were full of expectation. This moment uh, had come, the excitement was in the air, and they were full of expectations of who they thought Christ was supposed to be and who he might be. They, uh, they assumed, many of them, that it was John the Baptist, or they thought that it might be, and so they held in their heart uh, that question, is this the Christ? And John the Baptist, perhaps with the grace of God, uh, knew that they had these expectations, that they had these questions, and so he answered them, perhaps even without being verbally asked, he answered them and reassured them that he was not the Christ, but that he would point him out. And indeed, Christ came and was baptized and began his public ministry. The expectations that the Israelite people, the Jewish people had for him, were not completely fulfilled the way that they thought they would be. And in many ways, though, Christ went above and beyond the expectations that the Jewish people had for the Christ, for the Messiah. All of this talk of expectation uh, reminds me of my time with the Benedictines. I was trained by Benedictines up at St. Meinrad, and I just recently actually realized that St. Boniface himself was a Benedictine. I kind of had assumed that he was a Franciscan, uh, but no, he's a Benedictine uh, bishop. And so perhaps maybe to balance out some of this Franciscan thing that we have going on here, uh, I might introduce a little bit more Benedictine spirituality as we move forward. But St. Boniface, like all Benedictines before him and after him, took a certain vow. They placed their entire lives before the altar of God and swore that they would remain a Benedictine monk for the rest of their lives. They entered into the monastery, entered into that life of work and prayer with certain expectations. They desired to enter that life, but also desired to gain from it 
a sense of, of, of their uh, place in the community, a, a growth in holiness, an expectation for ultimate salvation through the mercy of God. And so to, to express these expectations, every Benedictine monk, St. Boniface and all of them, before the altar of God, would recite a part of Psalm 119. It's one of the longest psalms in the Bible. And, uh, and just to give you an idea of how long, this is verse 116. So verse 116 of Psalm 119 says, Uphold me, O Lord, according to thy word, and I shall live, and let me not be confounded in my expectations. And let me not be confounded in my expectations. Even for Benedictine monks, even for those who separate themselves from the world almost as completely as you can, they still have expectations, especially when it comes to what their vocation, what their relationship with Christ will provide them. On this solemnity of the baptism of the Lord, I want you to think of your own baptism. Now, most of you probably do not remember your own baptism, but you've seen baptisms. You can imagine what your baptism probably looked like. And you may have been present for the baptism of your own children, taking your own children to the font full of water, just like this, to dedicate them, to consecrate them to God, to ask God to adopt them as sons and daughters of the Most High. And every parent who does so is full of expectation. They cannot help but be full of expectation. They have this newborn life that they hold in their hands that perhaps you have held in your hands. All of that expectation. Who is this person going to become? Will they listen to the lessons that I have to tell them? Will I have the courage to teach them the ways of the faith? Will they grow up and do good things? Will they follow Christ? Will they point others to Christ? Somewhere in the back of a parent's mind, there might also be the fear. What is this child capable of doing? What might this child get into? What wrong paths may this child actually take? All of those expectations, those hopes, those dreams, desires, and fears, all together, holding that child at their baptism. It is this moment of great importance, this moment that is full of energy, just like that the Jewish people held in their hearts as Christ himself came to be baptized. These expectations that sit and weigh upon us. I was, just a few days ago, at the funeral of one of my grade school classmates, a woman 35 years old, both of her parents still living. Her brother there, her, uh, her husband of only a couple of years was there mourning her loss. If I have ever met a saint, I am certain that it is this woman. She uh, has struggled with her health all of her life. And so it really wasn't a great surprise. It was sudden. It was catastrophic, uh, but her health finally did take her a few days, obviously, after Christmas, a few weeks after Christmas.
And so her family was there, surrounded by their, their friends and, and cousins and, and support, and looking upon the life of this woman who had died way too young. And the priest, Father John, he reflected on her baptism, that sacrament which is uh, mirrored in our funeral rites. All the many symbols that we use at the funeral reminding us of that moment of our baptism. And if you can recall that moment or not, if you know of that moment or not, there was still the expectation of life, of goodness, of hope, of being together for a certain amount of time. The expectation of those parents was dashed. They did not live out their expectations. But God was there anyway. God was there, the expectation of God being with that young woman for her life, through the ups and downs, through the trials and tribulations. He was there fulfilling her expectation for goodness beyond all measure. The Benedictines who pray this psalm at their solemn vows, they repeat it at their funeral. The monks surround the, the casket of their fellow brother, the, the one who has journeyed with them for upwards of 50, 60 years. They look upon the one that they have lost and they repeat these words three times over. Do not confound us in our expectation. We expect a lot from God, as we should. God is pretty big. Let's make sure that our expectations are not only our own expectations. Let's look for God. Let's ask God what God's expectations are for our lives, counting on the reality that that simple expectation, that the God who himself was baptized in the River Jordan will be with us throughout life and death from the moment of our baptism through all eternity. you have enjoyed this homily and have gained something from it. For more from Spiritual Father, please visit spiritualfather.org where you will find other homilies, blog articles, social media posts, as well as links to various projects. Thank you for the support. May our Lord and Savior bless you this day and every day to come.